what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Clip, and today I have with us DJ and executive producer, DJ Finesse. How you doing, man? What's good, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I've really been <laughs> looking forward to this interview. So, you know, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on The Sane Show. Nah, no doubt. Thank you for having me on The Sane Show, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. So really quick, before I introduce the topic, I'd like to take and shout out all of the listeners and do the social media shout outs and everything. So really quick, thank you to all the listeners in all 50 plus countries for continuing to like, share, subscribe and support the same show, getting the word out there and continuing to elevate the same show platform. Really appreciate it. I love you guys. And if you are listening and you don't already follow us on social media, be sure to check us out on IG and Twitter at the same underscore show. Again, that's same underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show. And then on Facebook, the same show. Again, on Facebook, right. that's the same show. All right. So today we're going to be talking about record label DJs. I'm, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I can hear you um, smiling through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to be talking about the entertainment inner circle. I'm excited really to have a conversation about that as well. And following that, we're going to have an interview with you, DJ Finesse, so that, you know, the listeners can get to learn more about you, your career, and all the cool things that you have going on, even outside of being a DJ. So let's go ahead and hop mm -hmm. right into it as far as record label DJs. And I'll be honest with you guys, you know, coming into this, you know, everybody knows I always take and talk to my guests before the show. And, you know, we were talking about it. I was thinking more along the lines of an artist DJ, but you have corrected me as far as like your role as a DJ on the label and being your own artist, right? You, you being on a label as an artist and not a DJ and doing different gigs and things of that nature. If you could give me and the listeners some insight as to what's that like being a DJ on a label? You know, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate that question mm -hmm. too. I guess for me, I, you know, I can't speak for anyone else. My route to, to being a, a DJ for, I would say, one of the most prestigious labels you know, in hip hop history was a little different. I won't put the cart before the horse, but for me, it was more of breaking records with, you know, with the A&Rs. It was doing my own events, scheduling my own events that had the, you know, the label, the label name behind it, you know, booking artists, doing shows. And so that was like my forte. It was like, okay, I'm going to kind of do some things a little bit different that put me in a different light. So I wasn't, you know, on tour with any of the artists. I wasn't on stage with the artists. That was, you know, they had their own tour DJs. So I was kind of, yeah, look, I, I was getting booked as, official DJ for, you know, the label. I won't say it until you ask me. Is that what I am right, right. Uh, so, away from asking. so I was, yeah, I was getting booked like an artist was getting booked. So mm -hmm. it was, it was a dope time, man. So, and it's, it's, it's interesting when I think about it now, especially during that time in which you were a DJ on the label, because now I think about how that's way more common now, you know, yeah, DJs, being signed to labels. We think about DJ Khaled, think about like David Guetta and all these other, these DJs that, and honestly, I'm, I'm looking at you now, like you, you helped pave the way for, <laughs> for these, these people in the business, you and a lot of other, a lot of other DJs that have, you know, were signed to labels early on and doing this kind of stuff. And 
I think about, and that's a beautiful thing about the, the the industry, right? How far it's come and how how much it's evolved. Yeah. And I'm because I'm even thinking about actually, I was listening to the Joe Button podcast early, and he he was talking about how, or they were talking about how hip hop has evolved and it's starting to look like rock and roll where everything has its place and that the the older stuff is just as valuable as the newer stuff. Correct. Uh, so, but just going back to this whole thing about DJs, because again, one of the things I'm seeing too, and, and, and again, you are an executive producer, so you, you know this, like DJs having more of a hand in production. And now DJs coming out on, like DJ Khaled, getting on a track too. Right, <laughs> uh, right. In certain yeah. songs. And it's, it's so crazy because a lot of stuff is coming back to me now. I'm even thinking about DJ Cool. Mm-hmm. Him and I were having a, I actually had him on a show last year and we were having a conversation and he was telling me about, you know, how he came up with Let Me Clear My Throat. Sure. And so, you know, just now, you know, fast forward 2020, I'm talking to you and just thinking about all of that stuff again. And it's just really... It's really interesting. It's really interesting. I think it's really cool to see again how all this this game has evolved and that because not only again with the evolution of it, there's more opportunity, right? There's, I think yeah, I think so. I think that um, you know, it depends on where you where you position yourself and how you position yourself. Because for us, I'm obviously you know I don't mind showing my age. I'm 51 years years young. So you know when we came up doing this thing, it was two turntables and a microphone, literally. You know, there was no social media, so mm-hmm. you, know, you had no way of knowing who was popping unless they was, unless you was, you know, moving around. So like, you, know, you couldn't. There was no likes and shares, and it wasn't that. So it was, it was really based on relationships. It was really relationship building. So you know, I was, I was very strategic in how I got to where I got, and it was kind of, you know, well thought out for myself and, and a couple of managers. Actually, one manager who was with me at the, at first. So you know, my path was, I guess, if you're looking at what happens today. And where I how I did it was a little probably unconventional because it was different. And I didn't, you know, all I knew was what I knew. So I, I didn't have anything to compare it to, right? I just knew where I needed to get to. And I thought my route was the best route. And, it, it, you know, it worked out for me. So I, I had no other, you know, no other DJs who I had talked to at the time to figure out, like, what they were doing and how they got to the label. For me, it was just, I, again, I, I'm smiling because I, I can't wait for you to ask the question <laughs> so, I get, so, I, so I can get into the story of how I got there, right? So um, it was just different. It was just what I knew to do in my gut that made sense. And I, just, and I, and I went for it, and it, it worked out lovely. Okay. So being a DJ and, you know, like you, you were, you were being booked, and, again, you're doing a lot of traveling. What was that like for you, being, being on the road? Yeah, so so it had its ups and downs. I mean, I think the you know the upside obviously was you made a lot of money, you made a lot of connections, you got this, you got to go places, meet a lot of people, you know, a lot of artists. You know, when you start doing things really well and and, and you're being known as a DJ that, that does things well, I mean, you you feel good. You, you know, you take your craft seriously, and when people start to value that, it's just a combination of all the all the work you put in and all the relationships that you forged to get there. So traveling was cool. I mean, you know, going to Switzerland, you know, going to Canada, you know, all through the United States, did a ton of stuff. And, you know, when the calls come in and, you know, you got Mountain Dew and, you know, people like that calling you and just, I think when you have a brand, when you create a brand for yourself and you know mm-hmm. the, val- the value of your brand, you can move a little bit differently. Like you can, you can afford to, to not take things that don't match with the brand or, 
you know, that, that aren't going to value the label and, and put the label in the right light. So, you know, not being held hostage to money um, felt good, you know? It yeah, good. yeah. I don't have to just take any gig because I'm, I'm stressed out for money, right? So I think when you start creating a brand, and I think, you know, the label that I worked for, you, you can totally understand, like, I learned branding. I learned, I truly learned the value of branding. And I think that's helped me, you know, uh, throughout my life and how I position myself in other, other, other facets of my life as well. So mm -hmm. travel was great, you know, a lot of artists, you know, late nights, early mornings, no sleep, but it's dope because it was hip hop, man. And you just love the, the culture and you love the, you know, the people that embrace you from different countries and different cities and different states, different promoters, different nightclubs. So mm -hmm. you know, it, it was love. And I wasn't one of those, you know, I need yellow Skittles DJs. Like that wasn't me. <laughs> Right. I, I wasn't a simple guy, man. I want to go and just rock out, man, and just throw the best party possible, you know, possible and, you know, get my money and, and, and be out and do what I was asked to do and do it the best I could. So it was, it was a dope time, man. You made me think as you were talking, because one of the things because you were talking about branding yourself. Right. When I think about the best DJs who have done that very well or who have done very well. Though they're the ones that have branded themselves and have done a very good job at it, because I think about uh, there's there's one here in the Carolinas actually DJ Chuck T, mm -hmm. but one that a lot one that a lot of people are familiar with as well um, nationally internationally you know DJ Khaled right uh, yeah. and I think what puts DJs in a different category is that it, it's just something about it it's something about being a DJ that you it's kind of like you have to do that or you or in order to really be successful you you do that right because it, it's different from being an artist a, a dj i feel like comes just naturally has a different set of skills because not to, not yeah. to say that artists mm -hmm. cannot do it themselves but i think djs have a skill set in which it better positions them to be able to do that because if you can do what it takes to be a successful DJ, you know, be able to get those gigs, be able to get out, get the crowd going and do all the other companies. I mean, that's essentially what a DJ, a good DJ does. Correct. And, yeah. and the better you are at it and then being able to take and be like a mentor told me, say, you know, be in the business of doing and be, So being able to, you know, being in the business of being a DJ on top of that, being and allows you to have the success that you and, uh, you know, all the other successful DJs have. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. And I think for me, what I realized was, you know, you know, it's not easy. Like, I think everyone thinks that you could just get behind some turntables or NS7s mm -hmm. and just and just rock out. And what I learned and it was, you know, there's it wasn't always, a, you know, success isn't always a, a straight, straight up shot. Like it's 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 right. a wind. It's a windy road right to get there. So you got to you're gonna learn some lessons along the way. And I learned that DJing, the difference is that an artist, when they go into town, you know, they're going into town and, you know, they're performing for people who, you know, already want them and know their music. Mm -hmm. So we don't always know that. So if I go like I might go you know, down south to DJ and I'm from the north, I'm from I'm from New England. So right. I, you know, I might start playing some north northeast music that they ain't rocking with. Right. right. So you find out real quick that you got to switch certain sets up. Yeah. And, and, right. And do some research <laughs> about, OK, what's what's the what's the 10 hottest joints in North Carolina and Charlotte? Right. Because them same joints might not rock up here in New York City or Boston or, you know, what I'm saying so. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, as an artist, true. they're all in there and they want to hear your album. They want to hear your music. So you're good to go. 
Right. Uh, I'm not saying it's that it's that easy for artists as well because they have to perform. But yeah, you know, I've seen and I've been around DJs who are more technically skilled than I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, turntablists and just really, like really good on the ones and twos. I'm not saying that. I, I mean, I think I'm pretty good, but still don't get booked as much as I do because there's just different things that I do that come across better with the crowd, right? right. Kind of knowing your music, you know, transitions, how to, how to, you know, engage with the crowd. And, and I got that from Kid Capri 100%. I would never, you know, I could never be in this place without someone like Kid Capri, man. Like, like so I got to just put that out there right now. Um, <laughs> right? So that's my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. All right, we're back. That was really fun. Now we're going to talk about the entertainment inner circle. And one of the things I had wrote down here in my notes as I was sitting and thinking about this, and you know, I, obviously, again, as I told you prior to the recording, you know, I, I was reading your bio, and as I'm reading your bio, I'm reading your journey, right, and looking at your story and you know how you got to where you are today. And it, it just made me it made me think and it made me sit back and reflect because you know, having been been in entertainment, doing a number of different things for eight or nine years now, you know, one of the things I've come to learn in my journey is that there's you know there's levels to this, and <laughs> that yeah. when I first came into it, I didn't understand why. Sure. And you know, like a lot of people that come into this game young, they come in looking you know bright eyes and mm -hmm. <laughs> look at you know thinking big picture and trying to get to the top you know we all come in with this vision and of what we want to accomplish but you know I, i'm thinking about how you got to make the connections and you know you got to prove yourself and it, it's just something and so again like looking at your journey and you know i think this is a very important conversation to have as well because especially you know i meet people time and time again and you know people ask me how do i get some of the opportunities i've gotten and you know asking you know everybody wants to get put on too right right <laughs> but you got to earn all of that but so right. when i talk about this inner circle like how i look at it it's it's a it's like a fraternity or a greek group you know where you have to you got to earn your spot at the end of the day right right and even when I think about like some of the people that I've wanted on this show and I had waited a long time to get them on the show, mm -hmm. I look at it it's like, well, I had to earn that because right. <laughs> had I gotten that in the beginning, I probably wouldn't have made the best of the opportunity. And I maybe right. would have messed something up where what I'm I'm 60 plus episodes and now I've, I've grown, you know, I've gotten sure. a lot better. I've earned the right to ask to have certain people on my show. Therefore, the show is growing like I hope for it to. Right, right. So when we talk about this inner circle, like it's it's really special. It really is. You know, again, you know, I kind of was talking to you about like gatekeepers and you start to meet the people that can help get you to the people that you want to get to. But in doing that and you growing and assuming a higher position, you then become one yourself. Right. You know, one of the things we were talking about is like you got to be careful who you let in. It's it's not right. a thing of we want to keep people out. We have to be careful of who we let in. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. I think we've all we've all been, you know, we've all fallen victim to that. And I think it yeah. has a lot to do with with your upbringing, obviously. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I come from a, you know, two, two parent household, me, you know, my brother and I, my brother's older than I am. I played college basketball and I think that I was really grounded in family you know, mm-hmm. going through this whole thing. So I never lost my way through this whole thing as far as I never got into all that, the glamour and glitz and drugs. Like I didn't do none of that. Like it just didn't make sense. And in my head, I was always going to be a bat. You know, it was, it was college basketball first. I just took those lessons into being a DJ, but you're right. Like, so I think from, you know, what I realized is that the inner circle is really about connections that most likely happen outside of the trust factor that, that, that the people that are in the circle have with you and you're on the outside wanting to get in then, right. and that trust factor happens and they, and they bring you in. So, you know, mine started early with master Ace. So master Ace, you know, hip hop legend, we went to college together. So, you know, once he left and went, went back to Brooklyn to you know, start making his albums, I wish they connected with him. And then from master Ace, I, you know, that was special ed and obviously you know Crookland Dodgers if you're going back to hip hop you know, they were friends and then you know Ed and I met and you know Ed had heard about me because Ace and that relationship to this day you know those relationships stay you know strong they're like they're friends of mine been to the crib like been to their crib did gigs together and then you know friends of mine who are in got into A&Rs and you start breaking their records and you start adding value that's when I think you start to become of value to the inner circle so once you can and when you can bring something to the table mm-hmm. and then there's some integrity behind that and they trust you and know, you know, you're not fugazi, you're not going to run around and tarnish their brand, then, then you're worthy of coming into the inner circle. And then once you get there, how do you stay there? So it's right. not just getting there, it's, it's getting, your, you know, getting your foot in the door and then cementing your place and staying there and having some staying power. So it's all relationship building, man. It's relationships, it's you know, moving with integrity and then having... You know, bringing something to the table because everyone, like you said, wants to get put on. But right. You start asking yourself, okay, you know, I know you want to get here, but what are you bringing to my table? Like, I know what I bring to your table. That's why you're asking me to be put on, right? Right. But, but what are you bringing to mine, right? Like, what do you, and then you start figuring out that, okay, they're not really bringing anything. So, like you said, you just, you just can't let them in because it's, it's really, you know, sad to say, but it's really selfish sometimes when people want to get put on, but they have nothing to offer. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the best part of it for me is being able to, to look at the journey, right? When you mm-hmm. do finally start to get to a place. Because let me tell you, I always tell people one of the most beautiful things is when I start meeting people and then I might bring up somebody's name mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, yeah, I know. I know so and so. Yeah. A word like yeah and <laughs> go ahead that's how that's how it happened organically with uh with special ed so you know ed and uh you know ed and ace obviously you know knew each other from brooklyn and did crooklyn dodgers and one time there was there was a, a huge huge old school concert here in rhode island and, and you know i was backstage with ed and you know if i'm gonna fast forward the story ed and i just started doing an, an industry night here in rhode island i had like the number one club in rhode island so we started doing an industry night I ended up going to to do 106 in Park with Ed, you know, Freestyle Friday. Um, once I left 106 in Park, I ended up doing, you know, Rap City, the basement with Big Tigger, and that was it. It was it was game on after that. So that you know, so if not for Master Ace talking highly of me through to Special Ed when I finally met Special Ed, and then having something I could offer Ed, which was the number one club night, yeah. right? So I had to be able to offer Ed something, um, mm-hmm. than just just a handshake and a pound. And then him seeing the value of that and then bringing me to 106 in Park. And then it was game on. So, that, you know, and we to this day, like, you know, we, we're, we're like really good friends, like Ed and I. 
Um, we've done yeah. events together. So it's all relationships, man, and, and bringing something yeah. to the table. Yeah, that that's that's very true. And I, it's so funny. I I talk about. I always tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, because you know, it's like, man, like you you get to have so many dope people. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's cool. And you know, it's like everybody that comes on this show, like that's like mm-hmm. that's a because everybody's doing me a favor. Sure. At the, how I look at it, at the end of the day, every everybody who's even from you know the friends that I grew up with that I had on very early in the show like they were doing me a favor too because they helped start helped me start something to get me to where I am today and so I tell people I'm like yeah man like everybody that comes on is special to me like honestly I'm like they're a friend to me now you know it's like I because I always leave it like man like let's definitely stay in contact like you're because one of the things that's that's cool about having a platform like this is like being able to talk to dope people right sure. hear people's story and because like i'm genuinely interested to, right. to learn right. about people and it's just like man you know and when it's all said and done i'm like man yo, that was dope like right. <laughs> you, you you cool people man like for real yeah. like you know, i definitely gotta you know I always be telling people like, yeah, man, like, oh, when I go to New York or when I go to back to Cali, I, I got some people I got to hit up, man, because I, I did an interview with them. I got to hang out with them because they seem right, like cool people. Because it's, it's, I think one of the things that, and I know uh, John taught me this too, he's like, it's bigger than just having that business relationship. You don't want to have that relationship where it's just what you can get or, Correct. and vice versa but like genuinely taking an interest in getting to know people because obviously you don't want to just hit somebody up every time you need something like, you know, it's like, just you know, check in. Like it's genuinely, right. they're, they're people too. Right. right? So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you say that, as far as like that trust factor in the inner circle, like, yeah, like that's, that's super huge. And just speaking from the journey that I've been on and that I'm still on is you know, I always say I'm I'm very fortunate to to be in this position, and you know, especially like I I know we always talk about like the six degrees of separation. Okay. Sure. And I I tell people I'm like, man, I've landed in a place where, you know, I'm about one or two people from every person I've always wanted to sit across the table and have a conversation from. Right. And that's dope. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's like the coolest feeling. It's like, man, but, but it's so funny too because. I even seen growth in like myself because Mm -hmm. it's not, I'll admit when I was early in the game, it was a lot of wanting to be famous and the glitz and glamour, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. But now it's the thing of, I understand why it's important to, to foster these relationships. I understand why it's important not to get caught up in the bright lights and wanting to be famous and wanting to make all this money. Like, yeah, that stuff's good, but you, you mess around and get lost in it. And so, you know, it was like, I was sitting with another podcaster and I was telling them, I said, man, you know, it's funny, like you and I here talking, but I said, I feel like it it feels like we're like two, like how you look at big time celebrities when you see them behind the scene or they just out getting a coffee or a lunch or something, but they just regular people. Right. And Mm -hmm. for them to be sitting across the table, not on a show or not on a movie or whatever, like like they used to doing, or like they may do most of the time when they're around each other, but just being regular people and just hanging out, having a good time. And I feel the same way now. (laughs) 
for the interview. I'm always excited about this part because, as I mentioned, like getting to learn cool things about my guests. And so I'm really excited to get this off and so that the listeners can learn more about you, the things that you've done and all the other cool things that you have going on right now. So answer me this. What's one of your biggest, most memorable moments? I think the the most memorable, you know, besides, you know, getting down with, with Bad Boy Records, right, and, and having them look at you and I'd say like the word allow, right, allow you to be a, an official DJ for that label. I did an event in Vegas for Nelly. So Nelly was doing his Miss Applebottom. He was crowning Miss Applebottom. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier how Kid Capri was definitely someone who I patterned myself after, Kid Capri. So my style is a mixture between Kid Capri and Pete Rock. So if you can mix up Pete Rock and Kid Capri, you, you get me. So I followed Kid Capri everywhere I could. I believe that if you want something, you find someone who has what you want, you do what they do in order to try to get what they get. So every opportunity I had, I would, I would go to a Kid Capri event, whether it was here, whether it was in Massachusetts. I seen him in Atlanta. And next thing you know, I you know forged a relationship. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm on his bus. Next thing you know, my club starts booking Kid Capri. So getting back to the value was, you know, I'm now getting Kid Capri in my nightclub. I'm adding value to Kid Capri. So now all of a sudden, I'm on his tour bus. Fast forward, I'm doing this, this party for Nelly in Vegas. And after all these conversations, all these you know, shows of watching Kid Capri and just kind of trying to hone my skill and have conversations with him about how we both rock, you know, rock parties. I'm the headline DJ for Nelly, and Kid Capri is sitting in the booth watching me rock. So like, like a proudest moment is, is almost like the teacher and student type thing where yeah. you know, I am in, in Vegas and I'm the headline DJ and not saying that I beat him out for anything. I'm not saying that. I think he was just, he was already gigging all the time in, in Vegas anyway. Right. So, you know, Nelly's there. Why would not Kid Capri come? I mean, it was packed. Mike Tyson. I mean, everybody. Fabulous. It was crazy. So that was me being the headline DJ for, for Nelly, Mr. Applebottom at the Rum Jungle in Vegas. And, it, you know, the culmination was the teacher was there watching the student be the headline DJ. So that was like one of my proudest moments to know oh, that. That's dope, man. Yeah, the, the things that I put, <laughs> yeah. So that was, it was a dope, dope time, man. And, and listen, and that, that dude is so dope. Like you could just see like he was just so engaged and, and attentive to what I was doing. Like it's, it felt like he was really there, like in support. Cause he was sitting in the booth. Like he could have been yeah. out there having drinks. Like he was in the booth. Like he spent yeah. some time in the booth. So I'm like, that was dope for me, man. You know, it was some pressure too, right? Because it's, 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 it's Kid Capri, and I think he's still, to me, like the greatest club DJ I've ever seen in my life, man. Like ever, ever in my life. Man. So that was probably my cool. proudest moment as far as being a DJ. So who's been one of your favorite people to work with in the industry? So I have to go back to still, I want to stick with, um, with, with, with Master Ace, you know, Special Ed. As far as working with most, of, I didn't do a lot with artists, you know, I mean, I've been around AZ, I mean, you name it, AZ, you know, you know, doing, just trying to add some value there. But I think the two that I pretty much, I've become, that have become like, like friends and family, Master Ace, who I just spoke to him, you know, two days ago, Ace, about another event, Special Ed, um, was dope, dope doing my man, Hakeem Green from Channel Live. So, you know, being that I'm 51, I think that those three have become like friends. And, you know, if there's opportunities to, to do some things together, we still, you know, make those phone calls and still, you know, do events. You know, I was at a, a show with Special Ed. You know, he's on stage and I'm in the crowd. He's shouting me out. Yo, my man Finesse, what up, baby? You know what I'm saying? Hey. So it's, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's him, Bismarcky, Kane, 
And then, you know, what's, what's dope is that after the show, you know, all my, my college boys are there. So Ed comes to the, yo, man, bring your boys to the hotel room. So, you know, we're up in the hotel room. They're taking pictures. So that relationship. So, you know, those two by far have become like, you know, like really good friends. And of course, Ace and I go back to college. So that was 87, you know, 88. I first met Ace. So we've been friends ever since. They're probably, you know, the two dopest folks that I've ever, you know, like, you know, stayed connected with and did some work with. That's dope. What made you unique as a DJ? So two things. I started to kind of look at myself as an artist. So I, I'll give you, I guess I can give you an example that would probably make this, you know, bring it to light a little bit more. So when I'm on stage, when I'm playing records, I'm saying to myself, okay, if I'm going to play, I'm trying to think of one, uh, one instant I used to do a lot that, that, always, that, always, that always slam, T-Pain, right? So I'm saying to myself, if I'm playing T-Pain, if I was T-Pain, how would I introduce this record, right? If I'm T-Pain. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, well, when I'm on this stage playing T-Pain's record, I am T-Pain, so I'm going to introduce it the way I want to introduce it. So I'll, I'll stop the music, for real. Stop the music, talk about something, and introduce it like I'm T-Pain, but it's done in a clever way, and it just, it just slams all the time, like, like all the time. So I think for me looking at myself as an artist and not just playing records straight through and not doing things that, that everyone does and you know, playing the same 20 records that every DJ might play. I dig deep. I transition. It, it, it's like it kind of like a movie, like it makes sense. I'll use one record to introduce the next record. And it's a, it's a dope transition because the wording matches. And then you know, get on the microphone and introduce it like I am T-Pain or like I am fabulous or whatever. Dropouts, filling in. My own lines, you know, I got that from Kid Capri, kind of like taking their lines and put my own lines in there that match with DJ Finesse. So it's more of a show than it is just playing records. Right. And it served me like really, really well. And then obviously the technical skill of the Pete Rock, you know, go back and forth a little bit, you know, every now and then bring it back, spin it back, cut, be on time, don't throw people off, don't skip records. So like, you know, taking my craft like really seriously and honing in on how to make this crowd interact with me beyond just playing the record. Right, Simon, right. I see Simon that? Says, Simon Says. I, I call it Simon Says. Finesse <laughs> says, throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. Finesse says, bass drop. Bass drop. Like, you know, Simon Says, whatever I say, you got to do. So it's more of an interaction. And see, that's dope. I remember when John showed me what a good DJ actually looks like. <laughs> like that, it's, it's more than just playing tracks. That was one of the things I was going to mention early on was that with DJs, I think one of the toughest parts is maintaining momentum. Mm-hmm. Because the flow of, of the show, right? Especially when you talk about, okay, you want to you start off slow, you mm-hmm. want to build it up, mm-hmm. and then you want to keep it there for a little bit, or, I'm going to bring it back for a little bit. I'm gonna bring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and having that flow. So to hear you say what you said as far as like, you know, I'm not just playing tracks for the artist. Like, I'm really going to engage. Like, that's the experience that the best shows offer. Like yeah. that's the experience that people want to have because if I'm going to go to a concert and all you're going to do is just play track after track, what fun is it? Right. Like right. mix it up a little bit, like add a little flavor to it. Cause I, I got your CD, <laughs> you know, no, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like give me, give me something else. Like, and, and, and that just kind of uh, goes back to the point, I guess when we talk about like artist DJs, when they're traveling with these artists and 
I'm thinking about how like with some of the dopest live shows I've seen where mm-hmm. they do like these nice mix uh, during throughout the set and these really dope transitions and it's just like yo like that was hot you know you don't see nothing coming you know kind of how I was talking about how the artist may be performing that hot single they got out now but they got that one hit that's a classic that everybody want to hear every time right. they perform and they, <laughs> they, 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 they mix it in there somehow. And they'd be like, Oh, you know, they're taking it back. <laughs> yeah. It slams. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, man, I love live shows for that very reason. And um, it's not easy, man. Like it takes some thinking, like even, um, you know, so, so I spend live on IG. I mean, it's mostly all nineties and classic. So I mean, mm-hmm. I know back of my hand, but I still dig to put things together before I even spend on IG. I mean, I don't right. need to, but I'm still like, okay, I wonder if they're going to get this concept when I put these two records together. So right. the, fa- the fact that I'm not sure that they will, that's why I start talking about it. So I'll give you, I'll give you if, if I can, I'll give you one example. So, so I would always drop, like, um, if I'm playing like T-Pain, I can't believe it, right? So mm-hmm. I'll literally stop the music and go, like, you know, ask where all my single ladies at. And they wave their hands and they're cheering. So I'll bring one lady up on stage. Literally, I stop the, stop the music. Stop the whole thing, right? Bring a lady uh-huh. up on stage. I'm like, you know, you single? And she'll be like, yeah. I'm like, um, I, you know, is it by choice? So it's hard to find a, find a good man, right? <laughs> literally, this is me DJing, literally. And then um, she's like, yeah, you know, it's just hard. I, was, I said, well, listen, let me, let me just tell you one thing I can do for you right now. I'll go, I can put you in the log cabin. I just drop it. And they just go crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, because if I was T-Pain on stage, that's what I would do to introduce that, that record. So I'm like, yeah. right, so shit, I'm going to do it as finesse. I'm going to do it the way I would if I was T-Pain and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It's more interactive, and then you get the, the ladies talking about you, and then more women want to right. come see you spin. And so it just kind of builds your momentum. It builds your branding. So for me, it's right. just like, can I be more engaging, more interactive with the crowd where they're getting their money's worth beyond just hearing the song that they heard in the mm-hmm. shower, that they heard on the drive to the club, right? Right. They, were, they heard it setting up to go to the club. They heard it in the car on the way to the club, and here I'm going to play the same record again. I might flip this where it's a lot more engaging, a lot, lot more entertaining. Right. I agree, man. I agree. That's, <laughs> that's so dope. So my, my last question, outside of DJing, what else do you have your hands in? You know, I have my college degree. I have my college degree in criminal justice. I am a behavior specialist at the high school here. And I love that opportunity to really reach and connect with young people. So that's what I love to do as well is, is really give back. And I can do it as finesse. You know, I, I, even being different there, like I don't walk in with suits in. I'm I'm in Air Max 270s, Adidas pants, right? <laughs> you know, biggie hoodie. But I can get into you know my educational talk as well, so I can kind of code switch, so to speak, you know, when I need to. But the right. connection is real because they know who I am. So that I've just I'm in the travel space. You know, I, I found a way to really give back and help people. You know, check off their bucket list in the travel space through a through a unique app that I was privy to. So there's an app that just gives people wholesale travel, um, which is really dope. And I just, re- I just literally wrote my first book. So the writing is done. I'm going through the editing process, soon to be a published, self-published author. That book is, is going to be released in June. I am a cancer survivor. I want to launch that book in June because it's Cancer Survivor Month. I already have a, a foundation that I'm giving some of the proceeds of, you know, pre-sold bucks. To, I'm giving some of the proceeds to, to people going through, you know, that, that horrible affliction and just trying to give them some hope and some some financial backing to go through what they're going through for them and their family. So, so yeah, behavior specialist, travel author, and obviously still rock out as a DJ. 
that's really good stuff. It, it, it always makes me here. I mean, it always makes me happy sure. to talk to people in the industry that not only just rely on their profession in the industry, but always finding different avenues to uh, continue excelling, whether it be like you using your degree or writing a book or uh, doing any other thing that you have your hands involved in and continue to, I always like to talk about diversifying your investments, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. (laughs) And multiple streams of income and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. At the same time, you know, giving back in whatever way that you can and you're doing a whole lot of that. So super happy to hear that. Um, Thank you. Definitely appreciate you again for taking time to come on the same show. Really enjoyed the conversation. Very, very insightful and, you know, had a lot of fun talking to you. Definitely got to have you back on the show. (laughs) I appreciate it, brother. (laughs) Yeah, man. And to all the listeners, thank you guys again for continuing to listen. Uh, Be on the lookout for DJ Finesse book be sure to check them out on social media go ahead and drop your social media pages so they can follow you especially you got the ig live joint going on sure yep so instagram everything's at the so t-h-e-e the dj finesse f-i-n-e-s-s-e um so that's instagram uh twitter same thing the dj finesse facebook is is mason santos that is my god-given name and again, the DJ Finesse. And then, then the website that's under construction right now is finesseyourlifestyle.com. So F-I-N-E-S-S-E, yourlifestyle.com. The name of the book is From Personal to Purpose. And it's not a, a book about just straight DJ stories. It's lessons along the way that I've learned that I feel can really add value to the lives of others and, and just kind of give them some, some hope, some direction on how to push through adversity. Some more of a you know, motivational you know, personal development, stuff like that. Um, and then I, I'm actually going to go live on IG tomorrow. So if you're from uh, East Coast time, 5 p.m. tomorrow on Instagram, just log in and, and I do follow everyone back. I'm not one of those guys that don't follow people back. So if you follow me, I don't, unless it's some crazy page, I shouldn't be following, right? <laughs> <laughs> if long as it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a page worth following, it's not going to get us in trouble. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow, follow you back. <laughs> So definitely follow me. Uh, I'll be spending live tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time, live on my IG. I can't thank you enough, my man John Jennings, man. I thank you enough for, for, for putting this thing together. So the same show, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys heard it. You know, it's a rerun button. If you missed it, go check them out on IG and definitely go follow them again. Be on the lookout for the book. You're listening to The Same Show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.